Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in, in quarantine, quarantine, we and, and our guest answer a couple of advice questions from a couple different listeners. As always, shout out to Leah for giving us that opening. We're still <laughs> hey, trying it. You know what yeah. I mean? We got to just feel it. Feel how it sounds in our mouths a couple times. Again, I'm feeling like comedy bang bang. <laughs> Send them. Maybe we'll just rotate out. New ones. Yes, 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 yes. Go through the rotation. So if you guys have more ideas for how we should intro the show, as always, hit us up. DM your girl. Email <laughs> your boy. Okay. Oh, how is everyone? Uh, welcome, uh, welcome to October. Yes, Woo! I am the official, by the way. I am the official uh, welcomer of October. Oktoberfest. October. The spookiest. This By the, is the way, spookiest folks, of we're, months. we're recording this intro. It is 98 degrees here in Los Angeles, and this is like the fifth thing we've taped today. Oh, my <laughs> God. Can you imagine? My brain is fucking shot. So how about, Naomi? What? How about we uh, we just uh, dispense with the intro, move through it very quickly? 
so we can get to the good stuff? I mean, yeah, I is, always feel that fun. way. Hello, you've already heard the dulcet tones of our guests. Today we are talking to comedian and kind soul Gary Goldman. You know Gary Goldman, I don't know, from everywhere. He is one of the few comics who has been on every single late night comedy show. Every late night show during comedy. Mm -hmm. Including Carson Daly? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming you've seen Gull, okay? He's also in Two Dope Queens, which is where we met for the first time. And also, I don't know about you, but I loved his latest special, The Great Depression, yeah. which came out last year on Habo. <laughs> it's really great. I remember you and I sat and watched it together. And I was like, oh, Gare. And that's where we found out, you know, we learned that uh, there's a lot more to Gary than we knew. Well, I mean, he's just, he's an open soul. He has a beautiful King Charles Spaniel. Um, he has a beautiful black wife. You mm. know what I mean? Like, he's giving me everything. Mm -hmm. He's really bringing to us the best of the best. I wrote down here, Gary's a real one. <laughs> I love that. In my notes for the intro, I'm like, <laughs> Gary's a real one. Credits include being a real one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is honestly should be a credit. If someone's a real one, you need to say that shit up top. <laughs> yeah, there's so many sociopaths out there. You gotta, you gotta highlight be, the real ones. That should be like the sociopaths are like, uh, you know, I was on Leno and uh, I did a, a, a Comedy Central set. What was the what was the old uh, Comedy Central show? That everyone like from 1990 to premium blend. Yeah, premium blend. I mm -hmm. got a premium blend set. Yeah. But if you're also a good human, it says, you know, I did a premium blend set uh, and I'm a moral human. And I'm a real one. And I'm a moral human. Moral human isn't as fun as real one. It's not as fun. I'm but just saying. I would say it's uh, quite descriptive, Naomi. <laughs> hey, but yes, like I said, let's get into the episode. Before we get there, though, a couple of... <laughs> you're blue balling them. You're like, well, let's get to it. But before we get to it... Uh, hey, Naomi. Uh, one thing I'm into is podcast edging. <laughs> you love to edge on the pod, baby. <laughs> You love to edge. So uh, every, a couple of housekeeping things. Every Wednesday we do our Twitch show. Yes. Uh, where we are. It's just me and Naomi mostly. Sometimes we have guests, but, you know, we're doing bits. Naomi does her famous segment, <laughs> Naomi Hates. Famous in that all the people who watch the Twitch like it. Honestly, you should join us. We're called yeah. the Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew. We're now calling it just group. So it, what I'm saying is it's a safe space. It's a community. It's friends. It's a beautiful 60 minutes where you can just unwind, unplug, have fun. Well, I guess you're plugged in. Your laptop should be plugged in. Right. Visit us at twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod yeah. so you can check out the show. And actually, we'll be doing a very special one on Election Day. Yes. Liz Winstead is doing this whole Liz day of Winstead, programming. co-creator of The Daily Show, um, the founder of Abortion Access Front, very politically active, very funny woman, and she is putting together 12 hours of comedy. Yeah, on Election Day. She says it's to keep people uh, entertained while they're in line to vote. I say it's to uh, keep your mind off the anxiety. While you're waiting for those waiting. answers. Yeah, the point is we're going to be doing that up, you guys. So at... once we have a link, we will... Yeah, but we'll, we'll be on around 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Obviously, we'll let you know if that changes, but it'll be a fun hour, you know, so come hang out with us. Yeah, so pencil that into your diaries, folks. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, in quarantine, as you know, we are doing advice episodes every week. So if you would like to call in... Mm -hmm. Obviously, we take DMs, but if you would like to call, call in, call in is the best, and you can hear it. Yes, uh, please call three two three five two four seven eight three nine and leave a voicemail there. We can't wait to hear from you. That's true. We can't. So, 
Enough. Edging. Um, Enough this. edging. Let's get oh, to the show. Oh, but before we... Oh, baby, say it. Roll it. Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary Goldman, baby. The real <laughs> GG in the house. We have so much to talk to you about. So much to unpack. This is a real dream come true. Of course, dogs. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to apologize uh, right away. If I am sluggish, if uh, I am uh, aphasic with my vocabulary, <laughs> because uh, the uh, Mabel, our sweet dog, woke me up at like five in the morning because she needed to go to the bathroom. And so oh. I, I shuffled out into <laughs> the East Hollywood slash Los Feliz night, the sketchy ha- night, the the haze of dawn, and then uh, was yeah. in and out of sleep on the couch ever since. Uh, so uh, apologies, but you also have a dog. Oh no, yes, no apologies, <laughs> and th- there's there's something to be grateful for there that that you. We're w- woken up by by Mabel. That that she's 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 a, a cooperative dog. <laughs> so you're you're very, you should be grateful for that, and and that you had to nap various times. I, I think I think now you know what it's like to be a dog, where they they are constantly seem to be catching back up on sleep. Yes, I thought yes. you were going to say parent. No, no, a dog, a dog. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that is that is like being a parent, though. Yeah, that's that's always my concern with with parenting is just I could see myself with the the baby, just resisting the baby's need for nurturing and and <laughs> and completely dropping the ball within the first weeks of its life, and and then it just it I create a a a serial killer because yeah. I. Yeah, that's why I think I would. I think I would. I know I shouldn't have children because, like, I resent when people need me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I should never make a human, and yeah. I know that. And everyone is welcome. You know, yeah. including me. What do you mean? Do you resent me if I need you? Not really, no. But I will also say you're a very self-sufficient person, right? right? Like there is maybe a reason because, like, you very rarely need something. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. He's good. Great. Oh. That was actually something just in our last couple's therapy where you were like, you have to rely on me more. I know that's true. It's getting a little <laughs> overboard. Do you go to couples therapy? Do you and your wife, you go to couples therapy at all? We, we went years ago a few times and then my, my depression took over the entire mental health <laughs> aspect of, of, of our relationship. So, so it, she would come with me to all my, my psychiatry appointments yeah but it was it was all it was mostly she was like this great advocate slash research assistant who would who would do all kinds of research to ask the doctor about it when we got there and then sometimes she would go off on her own and and do experiments and projects like she she grew mushrooms in our in our apartment because she had read this this article and it, it's it's actually a, a very promising treatment <laughs> micro yeah microdosing with with um those those psilocybin mushrooms mm-hmm. but she grew them in our apartment and she she nailed it i mean we we she, she i think she freeze dried them or something like that or packed them in some Something, so we still have them. I, I was never comfortable taking them because I, I was I was always concerned. I don't know if you guys are Pink Floyd fans at all, but I was always <laughs> concerned that I would become the the founding member of of Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. 
lost his mind on on yeah. probably yeah. LSD and not mushrooms, but he was he was also mentally ill to begin with, and then that that I'm I'm I I just that that always scared me that that me would be a too. point of no re, point of no return. Me, I'm always like. I always I used to say my brain is like Harlem in the eighties. You don't want to go there alone, you know? And so the idea of taking something that well, I'm like, it's rip me open and it would be like, no putting that shit back together. I never did drugs yes. for that reason. <laughs> right. It's it's such a great point because you you hear these I've only heard one horror story like that. It and it's plenty. It's plenty. Right. And and this was this was a this was a guy who is was much smarter than me, so I I, I, I didn't want to take that ch- take that chance, but I I was so appreciative of her of her the, the proactiveness regarding the regarding the treatment. Yeah, you didn't want the uh, the uh, drugs to gentrify your brain. Is that exactly, it? exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. It. The man the man's name was Sid Barrett, and I always think about him and and and. Like the, a lot of a lot of Pink Floyd's later music was was sort of inspired by his his their relationship with him and his story and and it just is very very interesting but it's it's definitely a, a the 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 most what, what do you call it the the, the 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 I'm looking for a word better than than biggest but sort of the 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 <laughs> ideal ca- the the ideal cautionary tale. Yes. Yes. Uh, archetype. Hey, my brain. I, you know what? Honestly, I had a, a diet is. coke, and my brain is like moving. The caffeine <laughs> yeah. from the diet coke is really. It's the Sid Barrett. I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan, but I love Sid Barrett's solo album. Okay. I. I. Um, <laughs> I. I'm not. I'm not that familiar with with Sid Barrett's solo, but I. I. I do know that. Um, that his the. I mean, he was the he was the the heart and soul of the of the band, and and it, to hear the the interviews with the re- remaining members of the band talk about losing him, and and because I I have I have a friend from from high school that that really suffers from mental illness, and he he's he's never been the the same, and and it's 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 really really heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean it's. It's difficult. I, I think there's also this kind of thing where, like, you, um, like, I think about Kurt, when I was a kid, it was Kurt Cobain who, you know, that was like yes. my version of Sid Barrett, right? Mm-hmm. Who's like someone who was like mentally right. ill a little bit and is like self medicating mm-hmm. and then that leads yes. to their death. Yeah. And then there's yeah. this kind of like, I identify with the person. There's also this kind of like, oh, all the music that could have been. Also, who knows if Nirvana had stayed around, it could have been like you know they're just making corporate, mu- you know, Halliburton <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> Halliburton <laughs> sponsored Nirvana for their like thirteenth album. Right. So. Oh my god. Not that I'm saying I would rather have him alive. Of course. And, and, making, and Halliburton. Yes. Alive and, and Halliburton. And making yeah. the worst music for <laughs> yeah. Citibank or something. Right. Right. Like right. <laughs> Wait, Gary, do you feel like yes. you are like? Now the depression guy, meaning people talk to you about it, not like people think people like it's like like we would have a conversation and immediately be like, okay, Gary, so I don't know about my Wellbutrin and my Lexapro combination. Like, does that what happens now? Yes, and and I'll tell you, I I I I am not bothered by it. Like a lot of things in my life, the 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 whether it be the the amount of times I get recognized 
or the the size of the the venues I perform at. I, I've reached kind of a a Goldilocks position where it's where it's just right. If I was being approached more often, I'd be irritated, and if I was being approached less often, <laughs> I would feel like a, a a colossal failure and a nobody. So it so it happens every once in a while. And the size of the shows are, are just right. There are some places where I sell a thousand. I can always sell a few hundred. And, and that, is, that is ideal for me to, I think it keeps me honest because I, I and we, we all know the, the comedians who stopped improving once they got famous. And mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, listen, I, I, it's a fair trade off, but at the same time, I, I really think that that you you lose you lose something when you have an audience that is that is just so thrilled yes. to be there and is mm-hmm. cheering and and you you don't get a you don't get a fair gauge and also it's not so much that it's that even there's no place where you're getting an honest reaction because you're famous even at the bar shows and at the the, yeah. the the comedy cellar. So usually when I go with the comedy cellar, maybe two or three people have seen me. But if you're one of these super famous people, everybody has seen you. They're hyped to listen to you. They're hanging on every word. They know your background. It's just, it's yeah. not, a, it's, 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 it's really hard to stay at the, at the, the top of your creative abilities with, yeah. with fame. And it sounds like sour grapes. And I would say the sour <laughs> grapes is only, only, is only 30% of it. I, I 70% believe, <laughs> I 70% believe that you, you, that it's necessary to be a little bit unknown to keep improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think about very... that Sinbad quote all the time where he, I, it's just a paraphrase, but it's basically like you, you're no longer when a uh, up stops riding the bus, they're no longer funny. Right. Oh, when I love no- that. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. That's so true because I always, I always remembered before I was even a, a comedian, I was just a, a fan. I would see certain comedians would would talk about their meetings with super famous people, sometimes the president, and I would say to myself, "Oh, they're they're uh, they're finished with us. They they <laughs> are, they are they're no longer writing for us." And that 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 type of name dropping never really moved me. I really wanted to hear how they interpreted the life that was happening to me. I, I think there's something that both you, Gary, and you, Naomi, have in common that keeps you grounded, that keeps you in touch with real life, is that you both struggle with depression. And I think that allows you to... You're not... At, at every level, no matter if you are meeting uh, Obama or not, right, right, right. right you still ha- are in touch with real life in some way. Through the dark lens. I can always see it through the dark lens. Yeah, I... I <laughs> That is that is so interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about it a lot, and nobody has ever brought it up. But but that's so interesting because I always think of how humbling it is, and how you feel like you're walking this this tightrope of of sanity. And I I always say I can see madness in my periphery at at all times, and I I keep it at mm-hmm. bay. I have a lot of 
I have better coping mechanisms than I've ever had in my in my life, and and yet I I know that there's there's you, you, don't get cocky, kid. That's that's what I always <laughs> think to myself with, with these situations. Is is yes, everything is is going fine, but you need to be you need to be vigilant, and also it's important to be compassionate because as we as we become more wise i guess in the human condition we realize that a a lot of the people who are mistreating us or or are abrupt or or just assholes that that we know they're they're suffering in in some way a lot of the a lot of the times and and so it's easier to have compassion and give grace and and it's 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 not a gift but there are ways to to in, interpret some of the some of the aspects of it as as positives or 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 lessons and and I ju- I just wish everyone could experience it for seventy two hours or or whatever it is not knowing that they're going to come out of it and and I think they would be more understanding and they would be less likely to say snap out of it or what do you have to be depressed about I mean that the the, I mean, have you been talking along, to my mother? <laughs> Is it, right? Gary, you've got to stop talking to my mother about what you have to be depressed <laughs> we've, about. We've, yeah, we've come a long way with regards to that. And more and more successful people are, are opening up about their, their struggles and making people understand that it's not about, it's not about achievement. I, I know that one of, the, one of the, the, the biggest moments for me in my recovery was reading Bruce Springsteen's autobiography and he talked about his own depression and if there was anyone who I would have said well he's nobody outworks him nobody is more successful he would not be depressed he could feel satisfied in in that he worked hard and he achieved and 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 we know now that 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 achievement working hard i used to tell myself all the time you you feel lousy about yourself because you're not working hard enough and you haven't achieved enough and when you keep and then when you work harder and achieve then you'll feel good about yourself and and then you keep moving the the finish line right but how do you rec- i how do you reconcile sort of the business we're in with wanting to be mentally healthy because I find them to be at odds because if so there, much there are of a number of things that are health- that are at odds it's it's the business aspect is it is at odds because we're we're even when we're not auditioning we're auditioning we're we're under judgment and criticism which are antithetical to our our mental health but when I was an accountant, I couldn't reconcile that profession and and that environment with being alive. I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how mm. I was contributing. How I was, other than I'm putting food on the table and and which aren't great motivators. And so we have this thing where we can say I'm expressing myself. I'm relieving people of their burdens. I'm lessening their their aloneness, and and I'm lightening their their day. So we we have all that. If you can separate that from the 
competitiveness <laughs> and and the the insecurity especially early on the financial insecurity mm-hmm. but then you can find that that why for the jobs I was able to find the why for all the jobs that I had in the interim because I I had to get from the time I was about 25 to the time I was I was 30 I had to get jobs to support my my comedy and then that weren't related to comedy Starbucks and substitute teaching then I got a job as a, as a, I wrote a pilot so that that was a little bit more adjacent to stand up comedy and then and then I've been able to support myself with with comedy since about 2003 just through stand up so the the the, the reconciling you're never going to be able to reconcile all the competitiveness and the criticism and the and the backbiting and and <laughs> all the all the envy and comparing and and all that i mean that's that's i i guess helpful to have to have a good therapist and and to read a lot <laughs> but but i i i think i i could always reconcile the the portion of the the sort of the artist component of of the of the business where i i just i i was a magnet for stories that involved people saying forget about everything but the jokes i i remember hearing hearing <laughs> stories about about it was it was always attributed to either jay leno or jerry seinfeld who are <laughs> who are very strange strange characters and and eccentric and have weird attitudes towards the business and everything like that but they they what, just because they wa- each own 300 cars <laughs> right I, I don't i don't i don't get that and and i i don't i i i could go into numerous <laughs> stories but about, about their their drive their 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 drive is just it's maniacal and so i they one of them said this and and it became kind of a mantra for me don't worry about managers agents deals appearances on television ask ask yourself am i getting funnier and if i get an answer yes to that then i'm then i'm moving forward and i i wasn't always able to to distill it to that but for the for the most part i was able to keep that on my mind and when i started comparing myself to other people i i realized i was straying from that because you you should really only be comparing yourself comparing yourself to yourself and and where you were 6 months ago did you hear that naomi i <laughs> i i am yep get all the animal hair off my face but i will <laughs> tell you that the thing is i feel like i've gotten worse at stand up obviously because <laughs> Obviously, because I don't do it in choir, but also just moving to L.A. Because what you were just saying before about Sinbad and taking the bus, there is no equivalent of taking the bus here. <laughs> I'm in yeah. a car, and then I go to do something businessy. All the friends I have are in this industry in some capacity, and I don't really engage with anything that's not that. And I think that's ruined me. What? I got one good bit about walking the dog. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, oh, what have I gotten to show myself? Like, moving here... It has not been the stand-up that has improved. It's been like the other, like, you know, making money, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're living and it's not in an office, but stand-up, I don't know. I get real worried about that. I'm like, fuck, what if my best year was 2016? 
and it's all downhill from 2016. I'm too young for that. No, I, th- I think that my, my, my view on Los Angeles was that it was, it was, it was a, a mixed bag in that I, I couldn't get on stage. I, if I really hustled, I would get on stage maybe three or four times a week at, uh-huh. at bars and things like that. I, I, I used to say, I will get on the Laugh Factory marquee when I die. It'll, it'll say, <laughs> RIP Gary Goldman, make God laugh. And <laughs> then uh, I used to, there'll be I used an to drive cartoon of St. Peter dr- welcoming you. <laughs> I used to drive by that place and scream, fuck you, Laugh Factory. <laughs> they would just never give me spots. And so I couldn't get on stage, but I, I got into a really good acting program. So I was there three or four nights a week. And then you have that, that after acting class hang which was so great and they were really really they were actors they weren't people trying to be famous they were they were actors and and i they had studied theater in college they they just it was wonderful it was my saving grace and so i didn't i don't feel like i got much better at at stand-up i i used to go to new york once a month for the weekend and 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 get on stage a whole bunch and that was that was really helpful. So I, I got better at stand-up during that time, but it wasn't because of, of Los Angeles. And, but I, w- I will say that the idea of only doing stand-up to improve your stand-up, I think that's a, a myth. I think all kinds of different, different things, whether it be writing on something or writing something for yourself, writing, a, writing a, a book or spending a lot of time in acting class or reading, I think there are so many different things that you can do to improve stand-up besides getting on, getting on stage. And then there will be times in your career when all you're doing is stand-up and all you have time for is stand-up and you will grow then. I, I, I think that the, 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 I know what you're thinking. I should be, I'm a stand-up. I should be on stage every single night. And I think that, that there will be years where you are on stage every night. And, and in the meantime, do as many different things as, as you have time and energy for. Preach, Gary. Preach. Preach, <laughs> Queen. Preach. Yeah, and yeah because I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I, L. A. was not a total loss, and I'm sure I was getting on less than, than, than you, and and the relationships. The, the, the say what you will about the L. A. comedy scene. Some of the best people I've ever become friends with. Are, are are there and and I'm I'm so glad that I was there for for six years and I probably only got on stage twice but <laughs> I, I I made so many good friends that have have made me a better human and a better stand up in the long run so I would I wouldn't I wouldn't give much th- thought to how you should be on on like, stage uh, more like, yeah. like Jay Leno yep his dear friend Jay Leno <laughs> denim king. <laughs> Denim King, Jay Leno. Denim King. Wait, Gary. So we're going to answer a couple questions uh, from our listeners. Uh, Okay. But to get into the spirit, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, there is some kind of a consonant here between us. A Jewish man in an interracial relationship. They're the hot version of us. Okay, Gary and Shade are the hot version of us. I'm into it. I was like, tell me everything about the love. (laughs) 
I'm cu- I, I, I am curious. Yes, uh, every aspect of your relationship. <laughs> Spill the beans. Spill the we tea. Wanna, we want to know. How long, how long have you been together? Well, we, we started dating, I think, in, in... I mean, we went on a few dates a couple years before we became a couple oh. in 2000. 15 we became a couple on on like we're not going to see anybody else on July 4th 2015 okay. when i when i when i told her i loved her on a uh on a roof and oh, romantic 4th of July love yes yes <laughs> and so but before that we were we we would we would we would hang out frequently and and i would always go and talk with her on Friday nights at the Comedy Cellar. Her best friend was a was a hostess, and that's how we became friends. Because she would visit her friend, and then I would I would I would talk to her, and and <laughs> then I, I I asked her on a on a date, and so we would we would go back and and forth, and and but it, it didn't become serious until 2015. So there were there were there were a couple of years where we were we were friends who would sometimes go on on dates. <laughs> Friends who would sometimes go on dates. Yeah. What does that exactly mean? <laughs> how did it go the other... Yeah, like, how did it kind of tip? Like, just every once in a while, you just ask her out? No, we... I, I guess they... I don't know if... We weren't, like, like hookup buddies. We weren't, we weren't like that. But we... We would see each other, and... And I think that I thought that she really wasn't that... That crazy about me... And so I, I didn't I didn't go all in and I, I didn't um, I didn't really put myself out there. So I, I mm-hmm. and and I, I think she had kind of a stubborn attitude that way too. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so, wait, so she seems mellow. Like I because I, well, you and I met you for the first time at Two Dope Queens, even though you know I knew who you yeah. were. But she, but Sade is also like very chill. Like she's kind of, at least you know, with strangers, maybe like a more just soft-spoken kind of mellow person. That I could imagine yeah. that before you know her really well, you're like, I don't know, it could go yeah, either way here. Oh, she's she's an introvert, um, a, a proud introvert. Yeah. So it it takes a while to to bring her out, but but still waters run deep, and uh-huh. and the, the more I've gotten to know her i'm i'm just i'm 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 shocked at it it always surprises me when somebody so smart is insecure and 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 that you you wouldn't know these certain things or they're they're incredibly uh humble or or self-effacing and i just i i find like she she went to to the, the theater program at NYU and and these aren't the, these are things that I would tell you within the first few sentences of meeting you if it were, yeah. if it was me yeah. and I, I the, it really didn't come out until we had been been hanging out for for months so <laughs> she's just, she's just a, a really um, humble person and very very quiet and it takes I I, I don't want to say imagination but you um, you would, yeah. You would. You would have to be very secure in yourself to not think that she was giving you a brush off if you were trying to. If well, you were exactly. To date her. Yeah. So what about you? I mean, come on. We're both sad sacks looking for love. Yeah. How were you yeah. able to push through? And like, cause like, I know me. I need a lot of positive reinforcement. Even ten years in. 
Like I will literally be like, Andy, <laughs> are you leaving? <laughs> like I'll just ask. Like I'm not uh, even. Worried. I just like ask every now and then. I'm like, you thinking about yeah, it? You know? And he's yeah. like, he's like, no. <laughs> so I can't imagine in the early days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting because it's it's true. But I think I, I for some reason am am drawn, and it's a sad thing. Probably I'm drawn to people who who are are hard to get and yeah. and are give, giving me giving me um very little to to go on and so i i i, I mean i i really pulled out of the stops to win her over and and once i did oh my gosh i, I remember that 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 feeling of of because because she it's not manipulative or anything like that you she she's she just wasn't somebody who came right out and and made it obvious that she was in in love with me and and once i found out that she was it, it was it was exhilarating well what was it about july 4th 2015 rooftop fireworks uh <laughs> star spangled uh love <laughs> What was it about that moment? I think that she had started to call me in her text. She had started to call me Boo, <laughs> and and I I'd, I'd never been called that by by anybody, and and I I was like, oh, she's uh, she she likes me. She it, it was like it was like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It was, <laughs> it was she she likes me, and so. That night, after all these time of, of I mean, I, I also knew that I didn't want to scare her away, so I'd kept a lot of my feelings to myself. And that, and then that night, mm -hmm. I, 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 I was, I was convinced that she liked me, and and it was very romantic, and we had spent the whole day together, and probably the previous day, and and so I, I, I felt, I, I felt emboldened to to mm -hmm. to profess my love to her, and and so that was. That was really that was really special and and it it was um it was it was earned because it was <laughs> it was it was a long time into our into our courtship i love that that's tender that's yeah. romantic and tender <laughs> well i th it's it's very much i get it. i get where you're coming from i i know that like in this analogy you guys are the are the same are are more similar but sort i'm saying of, yeah, i get yeah. that where it's just like it's uh it's so scary that you're like i need some kind of breadcrumb that the other person feels the yes. same way yeah Other, otherwise if i can't put myself i can't totally put myself out there unless i have some notion mm -hmm. some right. boo in my text <laughs> <laughs> boo in my text that is the yeah sign. yeah um and y'all yeah. got married right Yes and no. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because you sometimes say my wife, so I didn't know if it was like, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, I, I always say my wife. Oh, okay. Since, since I shot that special because we had, we had plans to get engaged before the, the special, and then we couldn't get the ring right away, and then we, we had an, another plan to get to get married that was scuttled by the the covid and so we have an appointment an appointment an online appointment for october 5th to to get a, a marriage license nice yeah. and then and then i think we can we can 
go from there, figure <laughs> out what we have to we have to do. But it's been it's been rather rather frustrating, and all. Initially, I thought that we would be married by the time the special aired. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to say my wife during this special. And the other thing was, and it's, and it's just a, a, a matter of my, my own taste, is that I thought referring to her as my girlfriend in the, in the special was, was somehow discounting the role she played in my, in my recovery, right. which, I, which I think was the most valuable role. I, I, I really think that she was really the, 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 the MVP of 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 my of my. Of course, she was making mushrooms. Okay, up in here yeah, making mushrooms. Of, she is planting of, things. Yeah, yeah. Trying to microdose your ass back to hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. An MVP. Yeah, the MVP yeah. of my recovery is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I I I didn't want to discount it by saying my girlfriend and uh-huh. and also I'm I'm. I guess I was 48 at the time. I'm 50 now. To have a have a girlfriend, it, it to use the word girlfriend, it it it, it just seems silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this feels right. I feel like we have a really good backstory, Andy, to go off of, yes. and now I'm ready to help answer people's questions. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back with your advice questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. 
It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but... For comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words. You might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Soft underwear comes in all packages at me undies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to meundies.com slash therapy. That's meundies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies. Comfort from the outside in. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back with Gigi the OG, Gary Goldman coming <laughs> through. Okay? And we've got some listeners who have written in, called in, and they've got some questions. And we're going to just, we're going to keep our hearts open. We're going to create a non-judgmental space, but we're still going to, we're going to, we want them to achieve their best. Okay, Gary? Yes. We have to really get in here. And give them. Okay, so are you ready for the first one? It's a voicemail, Gare. Yes. I always like to start out with something that's a little bit of a softball. This is a voicemail about a spider. <laughs> Hi, Andy and Naomi and possibly guest. Um, my name is Jennifer, and I have a non-relationship question for you. So I have a lovely patio. I live in a, a one-bedroom apartment with my husband. We have a really, really cute patio. Patio um, brag. And during quarantine, <laughs> I re- I basically like remodeled it. I got new furniture. I got some lovely plants. Um, I really got it very nice, like a, another room. But unfortunately, I saw a wolf spider out there about a month or two ago, the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I decided to never, ever go back out there again. 
Um, obviously, I don't love this idea because I do really <laughs> like my patio and I miss uh, sitting out there, but I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I do have anxiety disorder and possibly OCD um, as per my therapist. So what is some advice you have for me? I really appreciate any any help I can get. Thank you so much, and thank you for the show. I love it so much. Bye. Okay, so uh, spider on the, on the patio. Now, I think the bigger concern, of course, is the anxiety issues all of us i'm 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 gonna put this on you gary i'm just gonna say all of us anxiety problems well anxiety and depression is a lovely two-hander you know (laughs) it's gotta go together so the thing is though i do relate to this though because i hate bugs and like do you remember there was like a big cockroach in our kitchen and i literally would not go into the kitchen until i saw it dead you know what I mean? Like, I need to yeah. see that it's gone. So I understand. It sounds silly, but I fully understand what she is saying <laughs> when it comes to giant insects. Yes. Yeah. Are there? Oh, uh, Gary, was there any? Have you ever had a? It doesn't have to be an insect, but any kind of like uh, small thing that you're like, I'm done with X, Y or Z. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I can't think of, of one, but I, I totally understand Avoiding something you you love because of an anxiety over over the the space or the or the so I, I I completely understand that and it's sad because she loves that patio <laughs> and so I I, I wonder. I, I wonder what the therapist says regarding is it is it called exposure therapy or or. I yeah, think something like yeah. that. I wonder if that would be helpful, or or some sort of cognitive behavioral therapy, because I I, I think that there is a there is a a compromise here where she gets to use her patio, and it's it it may, maybe her husband can provide some sort of sort of protection or or <laughs> something like that. I'm I know I'm trying to give answers and solve. But I, 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 <laughs> I, I think that, right. I think there are a number of, of, of angles to to attack this at and, and, and approach it. And and I also think that when you when you build up something, whether it be I haven't been to the gym in six months, mm. it's it's that it's that first one. It's that first trip to the gym that's the hardest. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, they didn't mock me. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't break when I got there. I I still remembered how to do the 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 moves, and now I have one in a row, and I can build on that. And so maybe it's just a, a matter of of a couple of minutes on the on the patio and easing into it. I I I always think that it's it's even when I first started doing stand up, it was it was two years of wanting to do stand up, and then one night of watching people do an open mic. That was the real difference, and I could have gone to that open mic at, at any point, but mm-hmm. it was the, it was just that one that one night uh, that made yeah. it made it seem reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that is so it's that is so familiar to me about all the time. Like, there's so much stuff that I procrastinate on mm-hmm. because it is that inertia, that initial kind of jump. Yes. That I it it just takes so much energy. A lot of it's just like. I mean, dumb shit like uh, like answering emails that I don't want to answer, yes. 
like someone asking us for something and I'm like, I just don't want to say no. Saying no to someone just feels so terrible to me. And I, it, so I just hold off on those emails yeah. until in my mind they become, it's so, it's been so long that yeah. I no longer have to answer the email. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been, the, the annals of time have swallowed right. it up. And it's no longer, and, and I'm like, I'm trying to get better about this up. But like, it's the same thing with this spider. It's like, it's the, the fear of it or the anxiety about, about just walking, taking a step over the threshold into right. the patio is right. so, right. uh, is so overwhelming. Yeah. Would you say? The emotional patio. You know, <laughs> yes. This is a metaphor. This is a metaphor, honey. Yes. It's not a patio. It's not a spider. It's your mind. <laughs> and I think, well, it's also because, right, spiders are nocturnal, right? So isn't it safe to say you could be in the Girl, patio? Girl, they're everything. <laughs> you could be in the patio during the day, like short, like say, okay, I'm yes. going to do half an hour. And if I don't yes. see it, I'm, I'll stay no. for another 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like you can just give yourself those. Say, say two minutes. I'll give two. myself two minutes, and if I can get through two, I'll try for, for five. But this, this reminds me, because I wanted to tell the story of the night we, we met, Naomi, where I went to the, the was it the King's Theater in, in yeah. Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did the, okay, yeah, so, yeah. We did, so we did Two Dope Queens, and at the time, I was just emerging from, from the worst of my, my oh, depression. Okay. okay. And so I was, I was still shaky, and and I was trying to trying to sort of this was my first TV appearance in in over a, a year and it was accepting an offer that I I two months before I would have said no way uh -huh. I can't do it and I was just on the cusp of being like yeah let's give it a shot <laughs> and I remember I I I think you went on before me. And I watched you, and I remember thinking, well, you haven't been on stage for three months. Of course comedy has passed you by. And, <laughs> and, and it's, at a, it's at a new level now, and it's more personal, and it's more honest, and, and, you're, um, and they're going to... I mean, it's, it's a, 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 an encapsulation of just about every pre-show jitters, but that one... That one was particularly strong because I hadn't been on stage and I hadn't done a TV appearance in so long, and and I remember just thinking, um, it's okay if you if you bomb. It's it's how you handle the it's how you handle the bomb. And luckily, the audience was was you was, did not bomb at all. You there was nothing about that that I mean now knowing you said you hadn't been on you know you hadn't been doing right. You said you hadn't been on stage in a couple months or whatever. Yeah, you would yeah, have yeah. never known that from the way. You, you oh, didn't, I mean, so, again, you've been doing it long enough, right? So it's not like it's, I it would be visible, but I'm very surprised to hear that given, like, I, I remember thinking, like, this is just, like, so tight and so pop. I was like, I was like, he's like a professional. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like but, a professional. Yeah. Like, Here are my jokes, and they are written, and they are funny, and you are going to go on a ride. Because you have that, like, that comfort. I feel like sometimes I, I talk really fast, and I will, like, kind of really yell and I realize I do that more when I just don't, I don't think they like me or I don't trust ah. the audience. You know, the real stuff is like when you can fucking take your time and go, okay, I got you, we doing this. And I felt very like, 
were in the arms of an angel. Taken care I of. I felt like we, I was oh. taken care of. I was taken care of. I was in the <laughs> arms of an angel. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I never thought you went too fast. If anything, <laughs> I, I, I thought that your pacing was right on the money because that's something I always <laughs> notice in people that, that are, when they do go too fast, I'm like, oh, this person needs to, needs to have more confidence in what they're doing. And I never thought for a, for a moment that you weren't, weren't confident, but what I'm saying is, is that everything going into that night was yeah. all about the, the anxiety of the first time and first time in a long time. And that's, that's like Andy said, it's a, it's such a hard, it, the inertia is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know just with the, with the, the pandemic, I haven't been on mm-hmm. stage and yeah. last weekend I went to a show to watch a show and I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can do this. But I needed to see somebody yeah. else doing it before <laughs> I felt like I could, I could do it. So I, I accepted a, a show later in October, and I'm sure, mm. on a, I'm, I'm sure the day of I'll be a, a, a wreck. But <laughs> I, I at, at least know that, that it's coming, and I can, I can prepare myself, and also literally prepare myself, which is which is the way I've, I fight a lot of anxiety, which is just to be over-prepared and, mm. and concentrate on, on, on that so I won't feel, yeah. feel guilty. But I, I think this, that Jennifer with her husband can, <laughs> can navigate this and, and he can scout the area. And, yeah. and I don't know how they feel about, about bug spray, but he can bring that in, in, in hand and... and, and and maybe that will make her feel more secure. And all she has to do it for is one or one or two minutes, and those will be the hardest two minutes. I think everything after that will be will be easier. And we, we, don't go out there and fall asleep, take a nap, but <laughs> sit out there, be 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 aware, and 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 ease into it. I was gonna my s- advice. Yeah, I was gonna say if there's, I, I was in my mind, I was calling it a scientific talisman, right? Ooh. So I don't think I don't think just like getting a like uh uh some kind of like crystal is gonna help <laughs> right i mean if it does it does but like i meant like something like like a, a, a bug spray or something like that look i don't as a as someone who doesn't like to kill insects or animals right i i say learn to survive but if you need it like for naomi she needs dead bugs and so i kill bugs for her. Well, you also take them outside, and I say not far enough. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. I killed that roach dead. Yeah, yeah, but then spiders, you like to, like, let them live. Some. What's <laughs> that? Anything that looks too close to a brown recluse, I kill. <laughs> if it looks like a brown recluse, I'm not risking the lives of my wife and three <laughs> pets. <laughs> Because I wanted to let a little critter live, right. all right? So right. There, there's a limit for okay, me. Okay, good. All right? Good. I kill ants. I kill cockroaches. What do you want from me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But if you are if you are comfortable with murdering these things, get get this. Get uh, ready. Yeah, have get, your to me, the, uh, to me, like, that's kind of what I call a scientific talisman, this bug spray. It, it You know that there is a reaction that will kill this thing. Spray it around. Yeah. Right, And right, then right. see if that lessens your anxiety. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, get into the next one. Yeah, why don't we do one more? All right, this is a, uh, I believe it's a, a DM on Instagram. This comes to us from the middle of uh, of August. Remember those days? Remember those <laughs> light days, the middle of August, when we had so much hope in our eyes? Uh, so uh, this is Angela. She says, 
Hey, Naomi and Andy, love you both and the pod. Bless. I just started therapy this year, back in June, and I know I've had depressive tendencies, abandonment issues, and a few other things. The thing is, I know my shit, and I'm just looking for ways to deal, and I'm pretty good at focusing on the good things slash busying myself versus focusing on the stuff I need to be doing. Mm. Right? Uh, anyway, I had a conversation with my white woman therapist, <laughs> my second through BetterHelp, which is a company that does not sponsor us, I would like to point out. <laughs> so, we are on the same page. Uh, I had a conversation with my white woman therapist about things... And she asked how else she can help me because she kind of made it seem like I'm fine and just a perfectionist. Parentheses, full disclosure, I'm an Asian woman. And I think her lack of understanding contributes to this. And I told her I do feel shitty about things and sometimes I only share the good. And she took the feedback well. My question is, should I try to find another therapist? I just feel like she's taking me as far as she can. And I realized I don't like people who are too familiar with things I like slash do. And she shared a lot about her personal life. So it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and she's around my age, early 30s. But she kind of has the same issue the first therapist I had uh, has, which I immediately eliminated okay. after seeing her grainy picture. Like, it seems like she's barely holding things together herself. <laughs> and I think I need more of an aspirational type of doctor of color to chat with. Thoughts? Question mark. Thoughts. Okay, so I think I'll, I'll I'm, I want to put this to both you, Naomi, and you, Gary. Uh, two things going on here. I think yeah. one is there a problem with uh, the therapist being a white woman, mm -hmm. and second is there a problem with the therapist having uh, her own issues, which she doesn't seem to have good boundaries with? <laughs> and have you both had these kinds of issues with your therapists, <sighs> Gary? You first. <laughs> I, I have been so fortunate with therapists over the years. The first therapist I ever had was during, during summer training camp in college for football. And we were together as a, as a therapy um, battery for like eight, eight to 10 years, like from 89 to 99, I saw him oh, and wow. And with maybe a year off in in between somewhere where I where I went crazy, but I I was really lucky with that one. And then I I found a great one in in Los Angeles. And then okay, you got to give me that name after the show. Okay, I'm gonna need. That I I don't version. know if he's still still practicing. His name was John Reynolds, and I've actually tried to reach out to him over the years, and I I, I can't find him. But he was yeah. he was terrific. And then. I Truth I found a great get on that. I found a great one in New York City who it would be very unlikely that you don't have a friend who's gone to see this guy. His name is Alan Lefkowitz because he treats so many comedians in in yeah, New York City. It's yeah. it's laugh it's it's laughable, but he's just so so great and it's so helpful to have that that shorthand where you don't have to tell him how competitive so-and-so is because he, <laughs> because the last three people who have come into the office have, have brought that, that person up. So I, I, I think one thing that was, one thing that I think that I've always been looking for in a therapist is in, in a really wise father. Mm. So that's, that's, part of it for me I know it is I don't think it's coincidence that that though that my I had a, a 
divorced parents and and I think I was always looking for father figures so I think I think this is part of that so that's that's I don't know if it's important to me but it's it's what I've what I've been been attracted to in a in a therapist but I I always wonder whether the it's it's better to have somebody of the same gender or a different gender and the same I th- I think it was helpful that I didn't have a Jewish therapist the first time around because I was so convinced that 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 Jewishness was a, was a, was a separate mindset and and that it was the, the, the that sort of there there there's sort of a, a striving amongst Jews of my generation and their their parents to please their parents uh-huh. and to have a perspective outside of that world and i'm sure most therapists would understand that pleasing your parents is this 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 fool's errand but it was <laughs> it was it was it was it was good it was good to hear this from what i considered an, an objective non-jewish person i i i i i i'm certain that any jewish therapist would be sharp enough to 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 dispel a lot of these myths associated with being a a a, a son or daughter but it, it it was really helpful to have that that perspective and and be able to to understand that so that was that was important to me but but this let, let's also acknowledge what a fantastic dm that is i mean this person was 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 funny and on point and and probably probably instinctually knows what what she needs and <laughs> uh-huh and and so maybe her her gut will will tell her and and it doesn't sound it sounds like she says i don't want to go to this person anymore this person is not exactly. the right exactly is not yeah. the right fit and and but again with inertia it's so much easier to stay with a mediocre therapist than it is than it is to tell everybody about the thing that made you you in 11th grade right oh, it's so God. true i yeah. felt that way i mean like that's part of why i think i haven't started someone new out here or like i did but like it took me so long to start someone new right because i was just like okay i went to white schools can we just kind of get <laughs> to it you know what i mean like it's like to have to start that over when it felt like, but I will say this though, like, I do, like, there were some, you know, I, honey, I, I used to love a white lady therapist. I was like, give Why? me more. Because I think I, I was at a point, now I think I would say differently. Before I felt like any older black woman was my mom, but that wasn't good. Like, I would need that yeah. person to kind of approve of me too much, or I would really, wow. and I knew, I was like, I don't want that. So I know if I talk to like an older white woman, we're not gonna have that dynamic, but she's still like older and knows stuff. But now, where I'm at now, I feel like I need actually more. What I need more is like more black, like a black woman who has dealt with white spaces, which probably any black therapist has. Right. And so right. just like I'm like now, I know that's what I need now. Yes. But I know that like in my twenties, and I was like, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna be honest with this person. Like I know if it's an older black woman, I'm not gonna tell her about like the hookup or thing I did. I just knew I wouldn't be able. Because you were worried she would be as disapproving as your mom. Or I would just look at her that way. Like I would just want her to like me. Be your mom. Yeah. In the same way that yeah. like Gary, you were <laughs> looking for a wise father figure. Yeah. You would want you were looking for someone who was like like your mom but opposite. You wanted your yeah. mom but her her uh 
approval matrix was shifted so that exactly. she, she approved of you a shifted approval matrix exactly <laughs> but it is important i think sometimes there's you know we can't we can't um and now i ask people too like i started seeing this woman and she's hispanic and she was like and i asked her like do you have a lot of clients of color right so in the same way it's like oh the person who knows comics knows all this other stuff backstory wise is somebody who's like are we going to be having this conversation for the first time and you're going to have to like secretly between sessions read a book or <laughs> do you actually know what's up? Uh, and so and so I asked her that, but I think it is like you can't, you know, you don't, sometimes you want to say like the human condition is the human condition. So I should be able to see anybody. No, but we know that's not ex- true. Well, exactly. Like culture and how you were raised does influence a lot of how you see the world and somebody even if they're not that culture, but if they're familiar with it enough or have enough, like that does make a difference because, you know, I think I do, even like when I, for instance, when I talk about my mother, right? A lot of that conversation has to do with like just the generations. Like she grew up, it was like, if you were like to be a black person and to kind of make it to the top, you had to behave in a certain way. You had to mind your P's and Q's. You got to keep it together. Don't walk outside with your elbows ashy. Like you just had to have it (laughs) together in a way that I think a lot of my comedy is almost a reaction to that. Like I talk about like feeling fat and what I ate and all these things that are supposed to be shameful kind of as a reaction to being taught to be pretty much ashamed of everything. Mm. Um, but I, but it helps to have a therapist. Like I was talking to a therapist who was like, that's because your mother came up an X time when this right. is what that meant. Like I needed to hear that from somebody else. Right. Yeah. You know, you need a, you need a therapist that's, that recognizes race, class, Gender, yeah. sexual, and intersectional therapist. Honey, intersectional Inter- therapy. Yes. That it is different. It, <laughs> that generate, like, be, and these generational differences. It is different. Like, it, ch- it changes your conceptual apparatus of how you understand the world. Yeah. 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 My mom yeah. is, like, very, like, because remember, I, I used to do this joke a long time ago that was like, it was just a line. I, I used to drink to feel pretty, now I eat to feel nothing. And my mom hated it. Like she came the first time she saw it, she was like, Naomi, why do you say that? And it's be- and it's like, it gets a laugh every time. It's a no brainer. But for her, yeah. it's like, don't tell people something like that. Why would you say something like that out loud? And then for her, she's like, was I a bad mother? You see what I'm saying? Like it's that thing yeah. and realizing like, and of course it hit me when she said that. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, am I, am I terrible? But I was like, it's because like she, you don't, she grew up in a time you don't do that, you know, it's, right. it's like the kind of stuff you don't say outside of your house. Yeah, it's very much like, don't put that out there. And yeah. I love putting it out there. Right, you should just do <laughs> jokes yeah. about meeting Obama. Exactly, just jokes about meeting Obama <laughs> and how soft his hand was. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. So okay, so uh, follow your uh, listener, follow your instinct. Angela, Angela, follow, follow your, your gut. You know what you, you know need. What you need. Right, whether it's a wise father figure <laughs> or an opposite black mama, <laughs> you know what you need. Yeah, you need someone who can kind of get that, or at least you need to try it, right? right? And then you can kind of realize, oh, okay, maybe I was just blaming everything on them not being Asian, and then really, right, it was because they weren't a good therapist, right? <laughs> or ideally, you need a woman of color who has her shit together. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a fact. Gary's got one. But <laughs> right. he knows. He knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
this was a fun time, Gary. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, Gary. Oh, so thanks so much. You. I'm what so honored to be included, and and I I hope I hope the four of us will be able to get together and and hang out and and spill tea. Oh my God, I would live. I would love. Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. We're Thank you. Thank you. And and I'm so so uh, so grateful we were able to get this done. We yeah. did it. Yeah. Did Through it. all the technical yeah. difficulties. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.